Long ago in a distant land, I, Judge Glenn, the player-hating master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable homebrew. But a foolish band of players wielding the 5th edition rules stepped forth to oppose me. Before the final blow was struck, I tore open a portal in the OSR and flung them into Dungeon Crawl Classics, where my evil is law. Now the fools seek to return to the past and undo the future that is Mighty Deeds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mighty Deeds, a podcast of high adventure. My name is Glenn. I'm your judge for tonight's game, and joining me around the table are... Jason playing Nigel, the Dwarven Cleric. Sully playing Albert O, the Elf. Arena playing... I'm sorry, Carl playing (laughs) Arena, the Sentinel. Luke playing Ibramovich, the Barbarian. All right, so when we last left our characters, they were on the Reich River, and they are headed up towards the mountains, and they are about to reach the town of Zelkor's Ferry, uh, where they are going to restock and resupply to head to the Great Dungeon, the Stone Hell Dungeon itself. Are we going to sell that uh, griffin? Yeah. Uh, it out. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants it. You don't have a, a wizard oh, or anybody. Some, to, is there good eating on those? You don't have a wizard. Wait, we, we have, have an elf. elf. Griffin thighs. No, in in the um, in the Witcher, he he kills this mo- he kills monsters and then he sells their parts to like a wizard oh, or whatever. Yeah. There's there's no demand for Griffin parts in um, Zelkor's Fairy. Is there good eating on those? Actually, wait, there's fur. You ask around and you find out that there is a necromancer in <gasps> Zelkor's Fairy. Necromancer in Zelkor's Indeed. Fairy. Do you want to put it on a cart and drag it over there and see if he wants to buy it off of you? I'll Heck do it, yeah. sure. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. I'm that could be a fun it. tangent. All right. Yeah. So you guys get there. So there's a map that I sent you that shows the surrounds of Zelkor's Ferry. So the river that goes left to right there, east to west, is the Reich. And then coming from the south is this little tributary. And kind of right in the armpit of those two rivers, they don't have like a dot there or anything to show it, but kind of sticking out right where the rivers come together mm-hmm. uh, is this little peninsula that is mm-hmm. Zelkor's Ferry. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you're looking at a little map of Zelkor's Ferry, the town itself. As you can see, you guys kind of come from the left there and kind of pull around the peninsula to the little dock. And it's really just a collection of like five or six little buildings with a little wall that separates it from um, the mainland. Everything else. You've got uh, area A, which is the Bristleback Inn, which is a place to stay. B is the stables. C is Big Morgan Smithy. D is the barracks, the guy who runs the place, Bristleback. Uh, Morgan Bristleback basically owns the ferry, owns the town, and he hires guards to keep out uh, orcs and so forth. Um, E is the trading pros post and then F is the necromancers longhouse. Uh, do you guys like check in at the, at the inn first or do you go straight to the, to the necromancers longhouse? What is our plan once we got here? Yeah. Are we just here to like rest or we're, yeah, this you're, is you're where basically going to spend the night here and then you're going to go overland from here to Stonehill. I would like to first get rid of the griffin. So yes, I would like to take it to the necromancer immediately. 
Set apart from the rest of the buildings is a modest cottage at the far northeastern corner of town, very close to the banks of the river. This is the cottage of Ullman Dark, otherwise known in town as the Necromancer. The building is in the seemingly standard state of poor repair. There does not appear to be anything particularly sinister about the cottage that you can see, at least. A simple wooden door faces the south, which is currently closed. So we'll go to, to his... Yes, yeah, so you knock on the door. Yeah. Uh, and after a minute, he comes to the door. So there's a little, there's a little slat in the door, uh-huh. and it pops open, and it's Miracle Max. And, uh, okay. and he's like... What do you want? Why are you here? We have a griffin. A griffin? Yeah, you want to buy it? Oh, let me come take a look. All right. He slams the thing, and you hear him undoing all the latches. He's got, yeah, he's got like six different locks, and he opens the door, and he comes out. He comes out, and uh, he, he takes a look at the, at, the, at the griffin, right? And you see him kind of looking at you guys out of the side of his eye, and he's like, what you have here is not obviously a real griffin, you know, this isn't like a royal griffin, which would be worth a fortune. What you have here is a minor griffin, which is not exactly the same as a royal griffin. Still, you did very well. I'm very impressed with you. And I will pay you five gold pieces for this carcass for the stuff that I can harvest off of it. Five gold? That's ridiculous. By chance, does Albert have a book on different kinds of griffins oh uh naturally there's and you have you have a you have volo's guide to beasts volo guides to beasts oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. in there it shows an image of a royal griffin yeah and, yeah and i would show him how those two images do match up right all right let's uh let's roll off our charismas here oh, God, i've got a plus one personality i don't have a plus i, plus I rolled one. a four i rolled a 12 13. okay so he's trying to scam you. So what you absolutely and, have here, look. And wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're, he's trying to scam you and you're trying to explain to him and he's trying to tell you, you know, yeah. y- you can see obviously the, f- the feet are totally different. Yeah. And, then, and then this woman, this skinny little short woman comes running out <laughs> and she says, why are you always trying to rob people? You're always trying to do people wrong. And he's like, oh no, it's a witch. And she says, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. <laughs> and then... Pay the people the 20 gold pieces they deserve for a royal griffin and stop being such a skin flint. It's not like you don't have the money. Oh, if I listened to you, we'd all be broke. We'd be living in a poorhouse by now. So right here, you can obviously see it is a royal griff. Wait a minute, did that just happen? Did, did she? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so he will he will pay you guys 20 gold pieces for it. Sweet. And, um, so five each. You will everybody write down five gold pieces. Oh, wait, wait. No, there they are were six not of you. Part of that oh, anyway. They were. No, no, no. Yeah, they were. They only agree. It's fair. No, one six. I'm print of the contract. One six. That is I'm not true. They get a share. Uh-huh. This isn't part of our expedition. It's absolutely part of the expedition. No as soon as we left, it with totally them, That was the expedition. No, they've got us. It's how true. do you how do you divide twenty by six? What do you get? You don't. You have two yeah. left over. You okay. Get, you get three each, and you have two left over. Can we just give two to the boat guy? There you go. For the there trouble. We yeah. Bernie there Sanders. we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bernie, so, yeah. so he invites you in. He talks to you a little bit. Um, lots of adventurers come through town, and I make my living helping them, with sometimes with potions, sometimes with spells. I can even raise the dead. That I've, may be handy in the future. I've, I've even brought people back from the dead, but there are no guarantees. They have to be mostly dead. I've heard of that. 
Yes. And then I have this uh, bellows that I pump their mouth full of air, and sometimes I bring them back. But there are no guarantees. So I suppose you're going to head over to the Bristleback Inn and start gathering rumors. Yes. All right. So you guys go into the Bristleback Inn. Located close to the gates, This large, bu- the largest building in town, which is not saying much, stands before you. It is a hunched two-story stone building with a thatched roof that has certainly seen better days. An old wooden sign above the door creaks gently in the breeze. The cracked sign with peeling paint depicts a charging wild boar above the title, The Bristleback Inn. Small and dingy windows flank either side of the stout iron-banded and wooden door. Immediately to the east of the inn is a long rectangular building, roughly the same state of repair as the inn, has the telltale smell that reveals it's the stable. As you enter the inn, you take in the dimly lit common room with five or so round tables, only one of which is occupied at the moment by a trio of what appear to be guards of some sort. They glance up at you with mild interest as you enter, but immediately return to their own conversation. To the right, you see a short five-stool bar. Behind it, you cannot help but notice a burly, black-haired man of middle years with outrageous lamb chop sideburns, who's nearly half as wide as he is tall. You see that he had apparently been in conversation with a younger, sandy-haired woman wearing an apron. As your party assembles inside the common room, he calls out in a friendly and rich voice, Welcome to Zelkos Ferry and the Bristleback Inn. I am Odo Bristleback, proprietor of this fine establishment. How can I help you today? How much for Before a room? We... Yes, yeah. yes. He, yes. he puts, puts you all up in, in rooms for two gold. Whatever. Two gold? Yeah. Well, <laughs> two gold? That's absurd! <laughs> well, he, he he, you, you guys talk him down to one gold. Okay. Each? For all of you. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought that was yeah, each. Yeah, that's no, yeah, was, yeah. That's that's no, no, that's outrageous. That's outrageous. <laughs> that was that's like a two-gold each. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Uh, so who, who gives him a gold piece for your group? I will. All right. Yeah, now listen, when we were playing in the other campaign, I wish to mention to you that um, you guys thought that you had bought all the equipment you needed, like uh, ropes and 10-foot poles and everything, and torches. And then you got to the dungeon and realized you had not bought any torches. So before you leave Zelkor's Ferry, I wish you would look at your equipment list and decide if there is any dungeon-delving equipment that you need. Okay, so you guys are in the Bristleback Inn. And uh, as the evening progresses, you are gathering rumors about the dungeon, people go out there, you know, every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget that Jason has Fluffy with him. And he's poking out of Jason's beard and Jason's petting the dog. All right. So you are each able to gather two rumors about Stonehell Dungeon. Who wants to go first? Sure. Roll a yeah. d20. 19. You learn... That someone or something makes sure that the monster population of Stonehell never diminishes. <gasps> That's wacky. Dude. Someone or something makes sure? Yes. Like something is restocking the dungeon with monsters. Adventurers go there. They, they, they go through the first level. They get through the second level. They clear out a whole bunch of monsters. And then somebody goes back two months later and... Oh, it's a roguelike. Those... <laughs> <laughs> Those same rooms are full of monsters all over again. Yeah. Every time I go to a bonfire, everything responds. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Somebody else roll a d20. 12. Abramovich, you hear that there's a pair of 
double doors that prevent anyone from opening them by pushing away all who approach. So there's this pair of double doors somewhere in the dungeon that nobody, the people have found, but they can't get close to because it kind of has like some kind of repulsion field around it. Okay. I rolled a one. You die. You learn (laughs) that spinning the great cube summons a genie who grants wishes. Sure it does. And the guy who gives you this uh, rumor is definitely Old Man McGucket. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you get down in the dungeon, there's a giant cube. And if you spin the great cube, a genie pops out and grants wishes. That's how I got this awesome voice. All right. Everybody gets one more. Anyone slain in the dungeon will rise as an undead monster. Well, you know, I could just make them rise normally. No, they rise as an undead monster. Well, not with that. That's why there's so many undead down there. Every adventurer that loses his life. 17. No, I've heard that they... Rises as an undead monster. I hear that something is restocking them. Like as if they were going out of stock and then someone put some more in. They found no, out this they is had the adventurers, not the monsters. Oh. They found out they had some in inventory. But they become monsters, so it could be... You rolled a 17? Indeed. Sleeping within the dungeon causes insanity. Do oh, not, s- I mean, do not sleep in the depths of Stonehell Dungeon. Uh, I rolled a 7. Some rooms rise and fall within the dungeon, granting direct access to several different levels. I call them descendinators. 20. I'm so glad. Ringing bells within the dungeon can cause unforeseen results. We should get a bell. 15. Ringing bells within the dungeon. Roll again. The orcs and the goblins of Stonehell are sworn enemies. There are orcs in there and there are goblins in there and they are constantly at war. A blood feud exists between the two races. Now... We're going to be king of this dungeon real soon. I think an 18 personality puts that in his bag, baby boy. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. I know what a goblin is, but what is an orc? So We've never heard of orcs before? You probably would not have. They are much rarer in this world than they are in most D&D worlds. They're kind of like a deep dwelling. You only find them on the bottom couple levels of a dungeon kind of race and not a swarms of hordes of them all over the surface kind of race. Okay, okay. Whereas goblins, you've heard of goblins, but orcs you're like. So he explains to you what an orc is, you know. Arr, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like yeah. a six foot tall goblin thing. Yeah. They're like green skins. They're kind of like goblins, except less less silly and taller and stronger. So like and they're the goblins also- eat after midnight. All right. So the next day comes. You guys want to head to the dungeon? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, we're going to check our inventory for another eight hours. Yeah, in the yeah, stream. let's do some more hey, inventory. That's hey, fun. my inventory is I'm all zero. done. I'm, 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 I'm. You guys think that's the entrance to the dungeon? Probably not. <laughs> right? So, not to tell Michael Curtis, okay? Let's just keep this from him. Um, oh, yeah, he's the, no, he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Someday he might. No, he doesn't. No way. All of this is work he has done that is kind of the entrance to the dungeon. There's this gorge and there's this wall that they built. 
The problem with all this stuff is it, it's basically just like color. It's like empty except some graffiti and you can find like, you know, somebody's journal and some bones and stuff. But it's like it's like an hour and a half of play where basically nothing happens. So you guys go through all this and you guys see the, you know, the old ruined wall and there used we to do be outbuildings. Yeah. We just do like old a montage, montage of you guys walking through there and you're like, Oh, this used to be a privy and Oh, look, there's some dead goblins and blah, 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 blah. Us being spooked by ghosts. And right, like right, right. Yeah. Scooby-Doo yeah. running through. <laughs> <laughs> we like go behind columns and come out columns. Over other, co- other columns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A door slams and, and it's just the door the slamming in the wind. But and, yeah, yeah. And finally, you guys get back here. Uh, I will let you. Uh, I'll let you each roll a d12 for gatehouse graffiti. So this is left by other adventuring groups. Eight, six. Dead. I'm not quiet in Stonehill. I saw Rokul beckoning me down a passageway the night after he was killed. I dared not follow him then. But I've returned to rescue his shade f- from Stonehell's grasp. That's a lot for a graffiti. Six. Yeah, right? Pen Whereas Luke, Luke got wine kills green slime. <laughs> that was good to know. I got two. Uh, in memory of those who met their fate in the halls of Stonehell, a list of over a hundred names is written beneath this message. That's a good one. That's a good one, dude. Strongest barbarian, Serena <laughs> no. Kolyana. Wow. <laughs> just preemptively. We can always erase it when oh, we come out. Oh, you know, out. like, just in case. Yeah, we could totally yeah, we could just... What did you get? Water. No angel isn't going on this one. I'm going to put the elm down, Elmer, because good lord. Albert the same. I'm going to put it okay, down wait. twice. Everybody listen. Everybody, everybody listen to Michaels. Um, this dungeon was cleared by the Circle of Six. Nothing remains below. A date is written beside this message. Beneath it, in another hand, is written, yeah, I'll bet. We also write, yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> circle of eight? Circle uh, of no. six. Yeah. The circle of eight is from uh, Greyhawk. This was the circle of six. I'm sure it's a shout out on Mr. Curtis's part. Thanks, Mr. Curtis. So you guys come down in this staircase that's yes. right there in the middle of the room. Okay. Okay. So there are five ways out of this room. Yes. So there's hallway, 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 door. Okay. What do you do? Uh, um, uh, are we not here for Snorri? To yes. Do uh, so yeah, does Snorri have a direction he wants to go? No. Okay. Because. Can we refer to Actually, yeah. this is not the dwarven part oh, of I the see. dungeon. Yes. This was built by humans when tell. they were imprisoned here. We need to get Shot sort of arm. deeper in. I'll, I'll when we start to get to historically important sections, I'm I'll recognize them right away. So we don't, but we don't know which way to go right now. We really don't know which way to go. So it doesn't right really now. matter which way we go. Just I mean, pick, really, pick you guys could just pick a, a direction. All right, and well, we could. I suggest we go this way. I agree. Let's go just, south because it's south like hallway. there, and it's like, south hallway. Let's go. Oh, All right. You, no, I, was, I wasn't going to suggest anything. So you guys go down That's that good. hallway about thirty feet, and there is an archway kind of. The hallway keeps going. There's an archway holding up the ceiling, but it's decorated to resemble a fanged ogre mouth, like you're walking through its mouth, and all around it are these murals of cavorting imps. Around the mouth of the... Uh, Like on the walls. Snorri's still like, this is human... Yeah, I'm not familiar with this iconography uh, from this context. I have a question. Mm -hmm. I have an advantage to, like, sense motive. 
Um, does that, if using it now, would I get anything or would I have to wait until we encounter something? I think that's again. Is yeah, it just called sense motive? It is just called sense motive. Yeah, it has to be I think that would be against yeah. like people. Yeah, okay. Intelli- something intelligent. Okay. Uh, our, uh, Albert, you got a book on any of this stuff? Um, a book on Stonehell Dungeon. Well, I just meant any of this iconic, you know, Icon- iconography. Is there yeah. anything? The yeah, roll an advantage. Mm-hmm. Add your intelligence bonus okay. and tell me what you get. Uh, while he's doing that, can I roll for my... Um, Witcher senses? Yes. Yes. I'm going to do urban, I assume? Yes. Nine. <laughs> no, that was cocked. That was yeah, cocked. That was cocked. <laughs> uh, okay, my total is 20. Uh, you definitely perceive there's no like trap here. This does not appear to be like have any moving parts or anything like that. Do I sense if there's been any things that have come through here recently? Uh, yeah, I mean, you and Abramovich both kind of look around at the ground. It's obvious there's traffic through here. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, this is not an abandoned passageway by any right. means. Let's okay. Um, I mean, you definitely recognize that it's supposed to be an ogre's face. Yeah. Um, and you know that imps are kind of minor demons. Yeah. But other than that, you're... It's just nothing comes to mind. It's, yeah, it's just you know. You guys go down. Keep keep yeah, going. Yeah. So yeah. You go through two of these archways, and then the the drawings and murals stop, and you come to area C. Okay, so basically you come to a cross passage. Oh wait. Right. Um, so you, you can, can keep going straight, go okay. left or right. There's a rusted metal signpost at the intersection with an arrow pointing west that reads "The Dragon's Den." D A apostrophe dragons, dragons den. den, and the handwriting way. is very eight year oldish, very very Let's primitive. Go Let's go that way, gang. What direction is that? That to is the to the west, the left. left. What are our other options? You can keep going straight, or you can go to the right. You can kind of see just off to the right is the next room. Uh, food scraps, filth, broken tools, furniture. Like there's an awful smell. Like somebody's been using this to like throw old food and filth into. In the room to the right. Michael is betting that the Dragon's Den is some kind of a pub. Yeah, maybe. sure. Let me, let's go to the left. Okay, you guys go to the left. You guys turn left, you go about 40 feet down the hallway, and it goes from being worked stone to rougher stone to obviously just like you're in a cavern. Okay. Or it's an actual Dragon's Den. Heck yeah! Heck yeah, let's die. We'll go out fighting. Yeah. We'll die or die trying. <laughs> <laughs> and then Werner will find we'll our corpse. die corpse. or live trying. Well, you know, I left the town of Barovia to find where you guys went, and I found your bodies here. This is very sad. Um, smile at me. Stop smiling. Who told you to smile? <laughs> okay, so this is definitely a bat cave. Not a Bruce Wayne bat cave, but like a mammoth cave bat cave, right? And you smell the, the, the smell of guano, right? And... I don't want to go to the trouble to go get the minis for him because it's getting late. But uh, you look and out in this, so there's a bunch of guano and there's some like mushrooms springing up and stuff. And you see a group of five little people, small persons, like halfling sized, maybe even a little bit smaller that are out there in this guano. And they, as, as the light kind of comes into the room, you can just make out like they have little shovels and like little, little no, no, no. They have little buckets and little shovels like a kid would have on the beach. And they're like shoveling up guano and we are shoveling guano. Hey, little Abramovich, you're in front. So I'm going to make you make a agility or a reflex saving throw. 
As they fling guano at me? No, oh. just make a reflex saving throw. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to guano. Six. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> both sides are surprised, okay? So these little men look up, and they are definitely kobolds. Oh. They vaguely look like little dog-faced men, or possibly reptilian, and... They all turn and look at you at once, <laughs> and you guys look at them. Um, what do you guys do? Fluffy, I found your family. What? I, yeah, Dog I, face men. I want Arena to be like, hi. <laughs> hey, hey, use your sense motive. Do we know what kobolds are? Can I use my sense motive? <laughs> uh, roll, that that, roll that intelligence check. Yeah, with advantage again? Um, sure. Okay, I accept. Yeah, six. I mean, yeah, you know what a kobold is. Right. No, You're just not sure that these are kobolds. Oh, okay. These could be anything. Okay. You know. Can I roll sense motive? Are um, these intelligent enough to, for me to... Yes. It's 12. 12. Okay. Uh, they don't look hostile to you. They look as surprised to see you, probably more surprised to see you than you are to see them. And you think they are about to bolt. They are about to take off running Oh, At the they, slightest, they're gonna warn their 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 dragon parent or something. Everything is okay. <laughs> All right, we hey, hey. too like the bat guano. <laughs> <laughs> Roll that personality check, man. Come on, come on, Carl. Personality zero. <laughs> it's a six. <laughs> what they hear, what he said is, we too like the bat guano. What they hear is, we're here to steal your bat guano, <laughs> right? They always speak partial comments. Right, right, right. right. right, right. So you're smiling at them, and they smile at you, and they're nodding at you, and you take one more step, and they drop their stuff, and they take off running. What you (laughs) did know was that smiling in their thing is bearing fangs. Right, yeah. Something went wrong there in the communication. So do any of you... Maybe it was the uh, one-armed, six-foot-tall guy. Yeah, with the the bloody Zweihander. Yeah. Do you guys try to chase him, or do you guys let him go? I'm Albert's for letting them go at this point. I'm fine with letting them go. Okay. All right. So they run away into the darkness. What was that? You guys keep going. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. So, um, yeah, I'll keep going. Yeah. You know, pull the other two or two guests and see if they want to keep going. Oh yeah. I want to know what their opinion is. If they want to what? I know. Keep going. Oh, keep going. Yeah. I mean, we're here to explore. Explore. I mean, I didn't know if they, since they're in a cave now and not any, they were looking that, they might want to go back and try another way. Well, I, I think that we have a, a huge network of caves, tunnels, and passages uh, to explore. I mean, just because it's not worked stone here doesn't mean it won't be further on. Well, we need to keep our ears and eyes open in case we run into any more whatever those were. I think those were kobolds. Oh, that's a kobold. Yes, you've heard of them. I think that's what they look like. There are stories that they have, like, the heads of dogs, and there are other stories that they have the heads of sort of lizards. So that can create some confusion. So what you're saying is that they're not Fluffy's cousins. Right. Well, according to some stories, they are. You guys keep going, and you discover a well. Ooh. Well, well, A good or a well? well? The stone well, whistling from airflow. Dripping ceiling. So, who goes and looks down the well? I'll go look down the well. You just walk right up there and look down. Huh? I want to fling. I want to flip a silver piece into it. Okay. What? Well, like, do you have a Ooh, torch? Look. You don't, do you? I have a lantern. But you're carrying your sword. 
Of course. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of grab your lantern off your belt and you kind of hold it out there. Um, Tentacle. Funny you should mention that. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. Get on off the gnome here. While the lad's set up for combat, here's a quick reminder. You can help spread the infamy of mighty deeds by rating us and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. All those who do will gain one point of permanent luck and the possible favor of Sezrakan the man. Enough talk to battle! Abramovich looks down the well. He's like, I wonder if some kind of terrible tentacle is going to come up out of well. And then suddenly a huge, I mean, it's like, it's like four feet around. This huge tentacle springs up out of the well and tries to grab him. And since I get to go first. Classic jinxing. Classic jinxing. I should have seen this coming, really. Lash. Without lashing, the temple wraps around a single victim, initiating competing strength rolls. Those overcome are squeezed and must make a con check or be winded. Okay, so I am going to uh, grapple you and try to drag you down. So, strength rolls. I'm at plus four. I rolled an eight. And I received a 19. Nice. All right, so this thing tries to wrap around you, and you just, like, with your one good arm, just... Push the tentacle up over your head and step back so you're not being held by it. And Michael, what do you do? I'm going to uh, charge forward and attack. Natural 20. <laughs> nice. Does that hit? I don't know if it hits or not. I certainly hope so. Uh, table two. Crit die. I rolled a five. Blow pierces foe's kidneys. <laughs> That's an interesting place to keep kidney. Inflict 3d3 damage with this strike, and the foe is stunned for one round. Nice! Not not the Eldritch Tentacle's kidneys. Yes, I know I'm always stunned when I get stabbed through the kidney. <laughs> 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 on the damage. Wow! And That's I'm stunned for one round. Damage. Help me remember when my turn comes around. Okay. All right, uh, Jason. Um, and Hankrin. And Hankrin. I guess I'm just going, we're going to charge forward together and uh, double team it. Okay. Uh, no. No, we're not. Two misses? Yep. Okay. Luke. Abramovich <coughs> is going to use his Zweihander. That's a two. Oh, my gosh. Come and, on, uh, team. And what's his face? Is going to move up and attack a beacon. Oh, he's gonna, do we get advantage for him being stunned or anything? Oh. No. Oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> he rolled a 19. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Okay. Okay. Roll that 19. D5. Roll that beautiful beam Why footage. Can, great. One. Two damage. Why couldn't I have gotten the 19 on the Barbarian when it would have been a crit? Right. Right? All right, Irina. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to run up here mm -hmm. and... Get in on the party? Yeah, and I'm going to attack. Hey, guys. I want a party, too. <laughs> hey, guys. I want a party, too. <laughs> I rolled a nat one. No! Uh, a fumble? No. Uh, I'm on... What do you do? What's your fumble table? Two, and I need a... There's only one fumble table. Oh, is there oh I'm rolling yep, yep, yep. Six. Six. Your weapon becomes entangled in your armor. You must spend your next round untangling them. In addition, your armor bonus is reduced by one until you spend ten minutes refitting the tangled buckles and straps. Okay. This is the thing where your armor gets pulled to the side, and so you have one boob in the wrong boob cup, and the other one is getting smushed. Yes. And it's my go, but I'm stunned. Michael. Um, that's 16, 17, 18, 19. 
Uh, 19 hits. 19 hits. How about six damage? It's definitely looking hurt. You ready? Yeah. Double team. I got a 20. Oh. For him? No, or for, for me. Oh, right. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. He's the blue. Red's my... Yeah. Do I get to do that too? <laughs> right? Please. Well, if you'd sure. done that, yeah, you could have. Um, Wait, don't put that on the bottom. Yeah, you need yeah, your crit yeah, table. I'll read it. I'll read it. Which table? I don't have a clue. Um, For clerics? It is crit table is three. Three! Foe steps into attack, inflict plus one D8 damage with this strike. Eight, nine, nine. Nine? Nine! So it tries to, it's kind of flailing around now, right? And this green blood is flying everywhere. And as it's flailing, it steps right into you. You have an axe, right? I have a warhammer. Warhammer. It kind of hits right in your hammer, and you squish it, and there's this awful squish sound. It looks like it's about to break off at this point, but it's still it's still Stop doing its thing. Swinging. Luke, you can finish it with one hit. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Roll for Abramovich. Oh, so he just, gets to do it. Yes, because now the, now the rules yeah, been set. Yeah, just tell us which one is which. Five for Abramovich. <laughs> And 13 for the other guy. Does 13 hit? 13? No. He needs a 14. Neat. He spent some luck. (laughs) Carl, you can finish it with this attack. Uh, I don't think I can. He's he's got to untangle his sword. Oh, no. You are untangling your sword. I can just leave the sword and shoot my thing at it. Well, just say that you must. Yeah, it says you must. So I guess you're, I don't know. All right. So you're, you're struggling to get your sword free. Um... And now it's my turn. Who did the nine points of damage to me? Um, you did. All right. I'm going to try to pick you up. Give me an opposed strength check. I only got a three, so... Three. Really? What's your strength bonus? Mine is plus four. Yeah, well, oh. mine's not plus four. Right. Okay, so in its, in its death throes, in its agony, it picks up your dwarf, and it's like <laughs> flailing him around, and... It looks to you guys like it's about to go and suck him back down into the depths. Michael, it's almost dead, Michael. Come on, Michael. Not with that three. Okay. Wow. Jason. Um, okay, wait. Let's see what happens. Um, Did they get another opposed strength check? Cool. We're wiggling away for D4 rounds for doing so. Okay, here's the thing. It's flailing you around. So if you try to get unhinged, you're going to go flying across the room and probably take damage. But that's the only—that's basically your only choice. But I just wanted to warn you, if it lets go, if, if you force your way out of its grasp, you're going to go flying. He gets a 13 and spends a luck. No. Nope. He's got 16 luck. He can spend one. Can't we spend luck for him? <laughs> no. No, no, of course not. Only uh, halflings can do that. Fine, let's try this. Oppo- what do we have to oppose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at plus four again. I got a seven. That gives me what? Eleven? Eighteen. <laughs> okay. You go yes, flying. I tuck and roll, tuck and roll. Like tuck and roll. roll, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I reach up and grab hey, it. Hey, do you have the necklace or whatever? I'll let him Make a reflex saving throw, DC 13. Four. You fail. Four. I'll reach up and grab him. <laughs> you go flying. As he flies by. Okay, like, uh, here's the problem. The You're only taking 2d6, <laughs> okay? Like, this is falling damage, though, so if either of these is a 6, you break a bone, okay? Yay. Ah, three points of damage. You're barely, I mean, you're barely scratched when you hit the ground. You did 
what'd you call it? Roll or tuck and roll? Yeah, you tuck, tuck and roll. roll. Yeah, you're just fine. Uh, Luke, Abramovich, please. please, please. Okay, that's a that's a that's a fourteen. That's a 14, a fourteen is the magic okay. number. Okay, uh, three plus two is five plus my mod is seven. Seven kills it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Abramovich, with a Russian cry of fury, leaps up onto the lip of the well. How does that sound? Back to hell, you eldritch horror. There you oh go. There you go. Swings, slices through. The bottom part of the tentacle falls away. The top part lands here and is kind of still shaking a little bit and flip-flopping a little bit. Is there good eating on that? <laughs> Delicious. We'll find out next time on Mighty Deeds. Mighty Deeds is a production of the Murfreesboro Murder Hobo Old School Gaming Association. We're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics from Goodman Games, set in Fritz Leiber's World of Nawa. Original music is provided by yours truly and by Joey Hodge. You can check out more of his music at joeyhodge.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for more Mighty Deeds. No, Dasvidanya! <laughs> and he swings at it with his... German there. <laughs> I was trying to go German with that. Yeah. Is it... Das no, he... was uh, definitely German. Dasvidanya? No, 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 no. That das is Vidanya. a Russian. It's Vidanya. No, it's Nos Vidanya. What? It's Dasvidanya. 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 Go to Mighty Deeds Pod on Instagram. Learn your Russian here. Whoa, whoa, whoa.